Welcome to Inner Guidance Daily, a place where you can have daily inspiration, meditations, and conversations to help you connect to your own inner guidance. I'm so glad you're here. My name is Lauren Lee. I'm a meditation guide and the founder of Inner Rebel Company. I'm helping you connect to your own inner guidance. Come check out the show. Nat, welcome back to Inner Guidance Daily. Hey, Lauren, I'm so excited for this topic today. Oh my gosh, this is going to be juicy. I know. I'm very excited too. I told everybody put a pin in it. <laughs> We're going to come back round two. So here we are. And I am so thankful for you to be here and talking about this topic. I wanted to set the stage a little bit for everybody. So Nat and I just kind of briefly in our first conversation talked about how spirituality has um, some darkness around it. There is some... Um, potential abuse that can happen. And I wanted to bring more light to that and talk about it and really share uh, some current events that are happening and that people are experiencing right now. And just make sure that people are using their inner guidance to the best of their ability for them and their life and to trust themselves. Um, And I was telling Nat the intention for this show, and I'll share here as well, is that I just want to make sure that people have the full picture of spirituality um, and that when you are going into this spiritual journey and a spiritual awakening that you are um, still trusting yourself you're still checking in and your inner guidance to your intuition to yourself your highest self and making sure that it's resonating and feeling good for you along the way mm-hmm. and the other thing that just came to mind is like I grew up in Chicago and you know I <laughs> Uh, learned street smarts, you know, like uh, you would just learn people through experiences and then you would learn that feeling and apply that to other situations in your life. And you kind of get this street smart mentality of understanding different people and how people work. So I'm kind of thinking this is like the street smart (laughs) person. Brilliant, brilliant point. Yes. Of, Of spirituality. So welcome back to the show. Thank you so much, Lauren. Thank you. Before we begin, I ask everybody, how are you feeling? How are you feeling today? I'm feeling really good. I'm feeling really good. I got my banana right here and <laughs> my coffee. Yes. And um, and it's like autumn is just starting. Yeah. And it's my favorite season. And I was just thinking about this this morning when I was driving to the office um, years and years ago. I think we talked about this in the last episode we did. Um when I was young, I said, I want to make a living having meaningful conversations with people. And I'm driving to the office this morning, getting ready for this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm having a meaningful, deep conversation with a soul sister about a topic that is so enchanting. Like this is, this topic is so magical because what we're going to be talking about is helping people truly feel empowered and truly feel resourced for a healthy journey in their spiritual yeah. life. And I wish that I knew some of these things that we're going to talk about in my early twenties. Cause I think it would have saved me a lot of grief. <laughs> yes, me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. And, and congrats for being able to have something you wanted to experience in your life and just continuing on, you know, and, yes. and, and being aware that you're, you're here, you did it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it's here. Um, well, let's, let's dive in. Okay. Let's talk about yeah. something that I think a lot of people experience. And also when you're like 
entering into a spiritual awakening or you're, you know, starting to seek out more education and you're just consumption, consumption, tell me more, tell me more. I'm so curious, you know, this is resonating. I think a lot of us experience something called the guru mentality. And so Mm -hmm. I wanted to ask you what your experience is with that and also what your perspective is on the guru mentality. Maybe you can help break it down a little bit more. Yeah. So, okay. Um, Can I back up? And okay. There's one thing that I think is really interesting before we get into the guru mentality. And I think it's important because it'll, it'll help people understand why that's okay. Um, So did you know that there are scholars that study spiritual and religious movements? Okay. Yep. And when they studied the, the new age movement, they said, they said a building block of the new age worldview um, is source amnesia. Hmm. And what source amnesia is, is that they found that new agers, that's you and I, because new agers, it's, it's this new age of spirituality. We're finding our own customized path to empowerment and, and divinity. Um, that new agers typically adopt ideas or beliefs with no awareness of where those ideas originated. Wow. So I just wanted to like sit with that for a moment. Yeah. Because I think that so much of what we're going to be talking about today is actually based on something very fundamental. Um, And it's, and it's something that's happening in the world on a mass scale as well. Like if you see in, in social media and things like that, um, source amnesia, we just accept things. Mm. We believe things without having an awareness of where those ideas originated. So when I first read this, I was kind of embarrassed. Yeah. Yeah. I was kind of embarrassed because, you know, um, I love the spiritual new age movement. I think that it is incredible. I think that it's uh, a time in history where we're finally being able to, to find our own doorway of integrity and honor to the divine. But the fact that within this movement, that's one of the building blocks Mm. that they noticed. Ooh. Yeah. Confronting. Yeah. So, so because, because of that habit that we have, um, that feeds into probably all of the other things that we're going to be talking about. Right. So the guru complex is, is an example of that. So you're, you're a naive, um, impressionable, young person usually, or, or even just, um, dabbling into this new world and you meet somebody that has that like guru complex, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that is where they believe or you believe that they have access to spiritual knowledge or spiritual wisdom that you don't have access to. Mm-hmm. That's like the premise to me of the guru complex, mm-hmm. right? Is, is that. Um, and I've met so many people um, especially in my early twenties, because I didn't have boundaries yet. Mm-hmm. I met a lot of people who w- would perpetuate that idea mm-hmm. that, that they have access to something that I don't have access to. Mm-hmm. 
it's, it's really disempowering and, um, and it's really dangerous because then what happens is you're put into the position of being um, like a, a child. Yeah. It's like a child parent kind of dynamic um, instead of student teacher, mm-hmm. right? The difference between guru and teacher, like in the East, the, those two words mean the same thing. But what we're talking about here is that a guru the guru complexes, they have access to wisdom that we don't have access to. A teacher, it's different than, than a person having a skill or a person having some kind of knowledge that they've acquired and developed over time that you want to learn from. That's mm-hmm. different. That's a different contract. Yeah. Great way of saying right? that. Right? Yeah. So, so that would be one of the first things that I would want to have people be aware of is that when you're coming into relationship with somebody and learning from somebody, um, is it based on the premise that they have access to something that you don't have access to? Mm-hmm. Like that's very, cause if it is like, that's a run for the Hills moment. Yep. Like I'm more special. I, I channel people. I channel beings that you can't channel. Um, I, um, you know, I'm a, a, an intuitive that, that can talk to, you know, that can see your future and you can't see your future. There's so many examples of how this shows up, mm-hmm. but you get the idea. Yeah. And I think it's such a, a, a smart way of looking at it. Like, you know, you are going into this contract, so to speak, with somebody. And I think if you're giving away your power, right? If you're just literally handing over your life to this individual, that's where it's the mm-hmm. scary, slippery slope, where it is this guru complex where they're in control, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. They're in control of your life. And then you're seeking them for all answers of what to do or, or where to go. And I think where we've gotten kind of wrong <laughs> and astray in the West is that the guru was this amazing you know, teacher and guide and mm-hmm source of information, but here we've kind of obvious, well, not obviously, but we've, we've taken it to the next level in terms of like, it's the all knowing person who is going to help guide my life. And I don't know how to do it for myself. Um, it's like a worship mentality, right? Mm-hmm. At least oh, that's well how said. I see it. Um, mm-hmm. Have you personally experienced this with somebody in, in the spiritual community or spiritual, spiritual world? Well, I mean, I, I have a dear friend who, um, there was a Netflix movie um, about a new age group um, that had a guru. And he was actually in that movie. A friend of mine was in the movie oh, wow. because he was one of the, one of the, the followers. Okay. Um, and so I was able to sort of witness firsthand his, um, his recovery mm-hmm. after that so I was, so that was one example of, of, um, watching what happens, like how it can destroy somebody's life and somebody's psyche. Yeah. yeah. Um, when they give their power away, like you said, to, um, to a toxic, narcissistic, egomaniac basically is who this person was. Yeah. Um, but when I think of the guru complex, like you can think about it in terms of, of that, like, like extremes, because those extremes do exist. I mean, another example, um, James Arthur Ray, who was in The Secret. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he went to, I think he went to prison because somebody in a sweat lodge died. And um, another example of the guru complex, do you remember that story? Yeah. Did you yeah, hear about that? Yeah. And it was fascinating when I read the accounts because it's so easy for this to happen. It's not like he was saying, if you leave the sweat lodge, you know, you're, I'm going to disown you. Mm-hmm. But it was that there had been within that culture mm-hmm. of, of, um, of his students, you could say, there had been developed this uh, idea that he knows better than, than me, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I know, I think one person died. It might have been more than one person, but um, so that's like, an, so these are extremes. Those are extreme examples. James Arthur Ray, there's, um, there's documentaries on Netflix. I forgot the other one that was about a group that, uh, oh, was it Osho? I think it was o- yeah, Osho. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are extremes. But here's the thing, Lauren, um, the guru complex to me is also something that can actually spiritually happen in more like minute ways. Mm-hmm. So um, for me, I had a, a boyfriend who was a super spiritual guy mm-hmm. and, um, you know, he could see energy and, um, and, you know, said that he was intuitive and psychic and I was really young and I, I believed everything that he said. Mm -hmm. And I, um, what's the word? I made myself, um, lower than. Yeah. So instead of honoring my wisdom, instead of honoring my intuition, instead of customizing my own path, instead of saying, this is what feels right. And this is what doesn't, um, I allowed my, my partner at the time to define all of those things for me. So I think that that guru complex is, is something that can show up in, within big groups, but I think that it can also just show up in one-on-one, um, relationships, like even with practitioners, right? If you go and you see a psychic or you go and see a shaman or you go, um, or you have a girlfriend that's really gifted Mm -hmm. in, in spiritual, um, things, you know, in the spiritual world, that guru complex can show up. It shows up whenever, whenever there is the belief within you or the other person that someone has access to wisdom or truth that you don't have access to. Yeah. That's, that's like, I've identified as the thing. It's the thing. And you're right. And you're so right to bring up like that. It can happen in these small little exchanges or small, just, mm-hmm. and, and it can even happen. You like, you don't know the person you're watching it on social media, you know, or, um, you know, or, uh, just on your phone laying in bed and you're thinking this person has more information than I do and oh, more access, more power. And so you're just kind of just throwing it away more and more and more. I would say, uh, I would say I've had a similar experience although I didn't like go all the way through with it because I was like, something doesn't smell right here. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that everybody takes their own route and everybody takes their own uh, way of learning that they are truly, you have to trust yourself at the end of the day. So I'll just share a little bit of this story. Yeah, please. Um, it was with a, a pretty popular, um, uh, pretty popular meditation guide here in the West. And 
I really thought that she had something I don't have, right? Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to study under her, truly. I was looking for a teacher. I was looking for a guru. I was looking Mm -hmm. for somebody to teach me more about meditation, more about spirituality, go deeper into understanding what it all means. And so uh, she was very cool, very trendy, very, you know, very modern. And so I was like, this is cool. She totally understands that's, you know, the modern way of looking into spirituality, modern way of delivering meditations. This is totally my teacher. Um, And so I emailed her and, and, you know, her assistant connected um, me and said, you know, if you pay $60, I think it was 60, no, $600. If you pay $600, you can talk to her. So I was like, well, this is this big guru, right? This is like, like I would pay $600 to speak to Oprah, right? So I paid the $600, um, which is no walk in the park, by the way. You know, that's a big chunk of change. Um, And so then I thought that I was paying to talk to her about being a student of hers. Um, And this is my access in order to do that. So the day came where I was going to then talk to her. I thought I was going to have a video call and um, uh, it ended up that she just texted me like, Hey, I'm all yours. Like that was the words. And I felt like that was a weird thing. That was like red flag. Number one for somebody to text me. I'm all there. I'm like, I don't understand that. Um, and then we finally got on the phone and we started talking and, and she didn't, understand that I was looking to learn from her as a student. And so mm-hmm. the first thing she asked me, like, what, what is your intention with this phone call? What do you want to get out of it? What is wrong in your life right now? You know, just really kind of driving me down this path that something is wrong. And I'd let her mm-hmm. know, like, nothing's wrong in my life. I'm fine. I just wanted to learn more from you. I wanted to study under you. Mm-hmm. That clicked for her. Um, she said, oh, you just want to study under me? Yeah. Okay. You want to be like a little me? Um, I could probably set you up with my secret school, which you'll pay me for. And then I will send you information that nobody has access to, to your point. Um, I will send all this information, you know, all these secrets and, and then you will hold this secret school and you can charge people if you want, but you'll be paying me. And then at the secret school, you'll be teaching my teachings. Mm. Like say what? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I started crying on the phone with her when she was telling me all this, because in my heart, what I had thought was that this is this pure, well-intentioned individual who wanted to talk to me, to teach me about meditation and teach me the, the beautiful aspects of it and more about spirituality. Mm-hmm. But in reality, this was somebody who was just wanting to take my money and then turn mm-hmm. me into a little them and then send me secrets and, and have me work in her little crew. Yeah. Yeah. None of that resonated with me. And then when I started crying, she goes, see, this is what I do to people. I just break them down to this place where, you know, and show them their true colors. And I was like, I am not crying <laughs> because, of <that. laughs> because of that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying because my heart got broken because I realized that there oh, are people in the spiritual yeah. community who will abuse and take advantage. Yeah. And yeah. That was my insight into it. So for everybody listening, you know, these are, you know, extreme or the macro or the micro, it doesn't matter. It's the same situation where somebody's taking advantage of you and they're taking advantage of you and they're not um, taking into mind the trust 
that a teacher has when a student is showing up with like their psyche. Like you can't abuse somebody and you can't say you're down and out and needing guidance and this is my time to swoop in and charge mm. you more money or take yeah. advantage of you and, and hook you. Um, and I'm glad I learned it early on, but that was a very sad <laughs> yeah. Yeah. experience. And um, yeah, so for those listening, like let's, let's give them like some things to like look out for. And then what do you do once you realize this isn't good. This isn't working for me. So this is going to sound like it's out of left field, but um, when I first went to college, I majored in religious studies. I didn't get very far, um, <laughs> but, but I remember um, in Judaism, in the sacred texts, like in the Torah, in the margin, the, like the ancients would write questions. They would question God. Mm which is why I love the Jewish culture. Why in the Jewish culture, like if, um, I don't know if you know any Jewish people. My dad's but, Jewish. Is he? Yeah. Oh gosh. So, cause I'm a, I'm part Italian and Italians and Jewish people are, are so similar. They yeah. question things. They are yeah. like, they're in your face. They're like, well, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. It's actually embedded within their spiritual tradition to question God. Awesome. Like, I remember it just gave me chills all over. So the reason I'm bringing this up is because um, I think that one of the first things to do is to be willing to question things. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't feel right or if something doesn't add up, be willing to ask that question, you know, be willing to, to press it a little bit. And, um, and I think the other important thing Um, you know, to your story is when you are pursuing a realm of study, make sure that it's about the, the realm of study, not the person. Right. Right. Like I think that that's such a subtle distinction, Mm -hmm. but I think it's a really massive, important one. Yeah. You know, it's like um, when you, approach a teacher or you want to learn from somebody that it's about the the work it's not right. about the person it's right. like here's my goal you know i want to learn how to to you know access this world of meditation can you help me with that mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's like and and this is the goal that i'm going for this is what i want right i think that th- that's it's important for us to be able to presence what it is that we're really seeking yeah. so that we have boundaries around it. Right. You know, cause if we're seeking, I, I just, I, you know, I know that sounds kind of weird, but it's like, um, a lot of people, when I was young, I was seeking a guru. Mm-hmm. I was seeking a teacher mm-hmm. and I really quickly changed that intention. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I do. Beca- yeah. Because it's like, you'll find a teacher, yeah. you'll find a guru, you know, right. But it's like, what is, the, what is the impetus underneath that? Like, what's the reason behind it? The reason is because I have a soul level desire for. So I think, I think it's just like um, relationships, like finding a, part, a life partner. It's like really get clear, on, get clear on what is it that you're wanting to create? Like, what's that end result? Mm-hmm. And then voice that to the people that you interact with. This is yeah. what I'm wanting. Can you provide that? Right. 
You know, I think that, I think that that's a, a key, a key element. Yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Like being clear on your intentions, per, it's, you know, always right. No matter what you're, you're going for, it's like your intentions behind it are really, really important. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say, I would also just suggest like reading work from teachers um, first before financially investing like any big amount of money. And then also how does it like make you feel in your life? You know, like, is it starting to make, you know, what are your relationships like with other people? Like, are you starting to exclude yourself? And, um, and then again, yeah, being clear on like, what do you want, right? What do you want at the end of the day? Because people, unfortunately, there are people who will take advantage, especially if somebody's in pain, um, Mm -hmm. or looking for, like, if you're, you know, at that time in my life, like I was looking for, I was looking for a teacher to see me, right? I was looking for Mm -hmm. the world to be able to see me as a meditation guide. So I felt like if I learned under her, it'd be easier in this path. The truth is I just, so I found her, right? And I think that was the biggest aha that I got that, yeah, you'll get exactly what you want. You will. Um, So when you're clear and can be aware of like what you're looking for, it won't feel as like so shocking when you get it, right? Then when I realized like, oh, I don't want that. (laughs) I actually really want to just learn about meditation. Then I I took the right course. You know, I took literally the right course, but I took the right direction in terms of just learning more, getting educated. Um, But yeah, I... I don't want anybody ever to get taken advantage of or even go to the extreme of like cults, right? Where um, we like you were talking about. So if you are listening to this and you feel like you have experienced something like this, just know that you're right in your feelings. Mm -hmm. Trust your instincts. If something doesn't feel right, question to Nat's point. Make sure you're Mm -hmm. questioning somebody's motives, somebody's intentions, like questioning, can they help you get where you're trying to go? Um, and, and don't, if you feel like you're giving away your power, you're giving away your ability to think about your life and seeking out the attention or the information from this guru before seeking out your own information, that's probably an indication that, um, you're leaning too hard in, into somebody else's opinion of your life. Mm. Do you think that's a good summary? I think it's a perfect summary. I do. And I want to, I want to speak to something. Um, it's, I think that it's to be expected on our journey to run into these snags. And this is where it does get exciting is that, you're, every single one of us is going to run into a, a book, a teacher, a tradition that doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like dating. Yeah. It is. <laughs> no, it is. It's like, you know, we all have run into to individuals, you know, who we're like, ah, it doesn't feel right. Mm-hmm. And they don't share our values. There's something that's off. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like dating. You know, yep. you might, you know how like as women, well, guys do this too, but as women, like we'll, we'll meet somebody and we'll be like, but they're so, they're so cool. Like mm-hmm. this thing about them is so cool mm-hmm. and I love it about them. But then we ignore yeah. the, the other stuff that just doesn't vibe, that gives us that feeling in our stomach that makes us feel like we want to cry, that makes us yeah. feel less than or insecure. It's the same thing with seeking out 
spiritual wisdom, spiritual knowledge, spiritual connection. If you start to feel less than, not enough, if you start to feel any of those things in your body, it might be a sign that you got to go back and reevaluate what it is that you are wanting and needing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. I so I think it's view it like dating too. Yeah. I think that's great. <laughs> and it's, it's way more appro- like relatable, you know, for us to be like, okay, yeah, it is like dating. If it's not feeling right, you know, something's, something's not right. Something's um, not right. I wanted to talk about spiritual bypassing because this is definitely something I've experienced in, in, in this world, in my life. Um, I wanted to know how you felt about spiritual bypassing and like currently today, like how you might be, see this coming up in, in the world and especially during 2020. Uh, but yeah, tell us what you think about spiritual bypassing and maybe even just what is your definition of it? Oh, I was going to ask you what yours was. <laughs> I find that spiritual bypassing is when, when an individual is ignoring the physical plane, like the physical Mm -hmm. realities that are happening here and, and just living in the spiritual world, right? Living in the spiritual realms rather than integrating and living. That's a great definition. With Mm -hmm. all realms, because we are physical beings. We are literally here on earth having these experiences and we cannot ignore that people have different experiences um, and we can't ignore what's happening. So I think for me, spiritual bypassing is literally ignoring the physical plane and just operating in in this non-local world and not not making any integration. And I think that goes back to street smarts is the intention for this whole episode. Yeah. Because, um, I would add on to that. That's brilliant. I never would have thought of that. I would add on to that. Uh, Spiritual bypassing for me has also been um, where we use spiritual principles or we use our spirituality to avoid um, uh, inconvenient truths. Yes. Yes. Right. So, or to, so here's an example, Um, negative emotion, negative emotion. I'm putting that in quotes, Mm -hmm, right. mm -hmm. Um, But in like the law of attraction movement, um, there's a fear that if I allow myself to experience anger or anxiety or resentment um, or guilt, that I'm then attracting negative experiences. So I better kick those emotions to the curb mm-hmm. or else something bad is going to happen, right? Right, right? So that's a big, like right now in, in the spiritual movement, um, the new age movement, that's a big one. That's a big form of spiritual bypassing. Totally. Um, Right. And that's to your point of like, I think so many people um, who start to get the feels in their body that something's wrong Mm -hmm. with the teacher or the thing that, you know, the the realm of study that they're investing in, that they don't honor it because they're taught that, well, maybe those are just like lower vibration energies. And it's like emotions are this beautiful gift yes. that are it's giving you this amazing gift of information you know yes. so that's that's another um layer to spiritual yeah. bypassing too oh it's also brilliant and i also agree with you and i interviewed carla mclaren who if you had do you know her work <gasps> i'm reading her book right now which one 
Um, the emotion, the, the language of it? emotions, the language of emotions, girl, she is a literal powerhouse. Yes. Wow. Wow. Um, but, uh, I interviewed her and I will never look at emotions the same. And yeah. I think that book you're reading language of emotions, everybody should read. It should be like yeah. mandatory reading. Like you enter school, here's language of emotions. Okay. Because what she basically does is when you are feeling angry, when you are feeling sad, when you are feeling unsure, confused, also she gives you language for your emotions, which most of us don't have. We have like nine words for how we feel, happy, sad, mad, laughing, whatever, right? Um, But then she asks, what is this emotion teaching me? What is the wisdom of this emotion? And to your point in spiritual bypassing, you literally ignore uh, these darker, lower vibration energies of emotions when emotions are there to protect you and guide you and and serve you in your life. Um, So it's sorry, a little tangent on emotions. No, that's, but, but, but for the listeners, that's like, that is the beautiful luminous potential on our spiritual journey is that you don't have to siphon off and isolate aspects of life or yourself or your emotions that, that on your spiritual journey, those, those sort of repressed emotions or people see them as, as negative emotions are just there to make your life better. That's it. Right. Right. Like Carla talks about anger is there to put up a boundary to say, Hey, listen, you're something's going on here. That's infringing yeah. on my well-being, and so you got to be angry. You got to allow yourself to experience that. So, in the spiritual movement, like the law of attraction, um, I'm trying to think of some other examples, but but you're really taught to not go there, to not al- allow yourself to embrace that. So, um, yeah, and I love what you were saying. Your definition of of sort of ignoring the the physical realm too, like. Yeah. Um, because one of the things that really breaks my heart is, um, I had a spiritual teacher who was, she was phenomenal. She, she talked to her spirit guides every morning and she got these like psychic insights that were spot on and, um, but her life was in shambles. Yeah. You know, her life was absolutely in shambles because she was so in that realm Um, but she wasn't grounding herself down with being a responsible, accountable person in the physical world. Yeah. And so I love that you brought that up as a form of spiritual bypassing of of not integrating. Yeah. I, and, and I think it happens to, you know, you, you like, sometimes we have this idea of spirituality as like, then we just eject out of, you know, that's a great word. Yeah. Eject, eject. Uh, yeah. Like out of this world. Cause it feels very not spiritual. Like we really have lost the spiritual heart of our world in, in a lot of ways, but we're still here. We're still living in it. Um, and another way I, f- I find spiritual bypassing happening and it's coming to light a lot more this year is that there are a lot of white women who are spiritual mm-hmm. teachers, spiritual leaders who are bypassing what are the experiences of people who are not white female heterosexual women um and the more the spiritual community can talk about that the more the spiritual community can admit that that is real that that happens 
um, the easier I think it will be to right the wrongs and also not ignore the other beautiful spiritual teachers that are out there that are not white, female, and heterosexual. Um, I think we're going the right direction, but I find that a lot of spiritual bypassing is happening there. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, but sometimes, um, especially with manifesting, um, uh, there's this, (laughs) I'm, I'm trying to think like what it was, but basically it's like from people who are not white, female, uh, heterosexual, you know, they're saying like, yeah, you might have manifested that, but maybe it wasn't your manifestation skills. It was your white privilege, basically. Oh gosh, so confronting, right? Yeah. Well, and and um, I'll add some other layers to that too. Um, I was just writing content for a video on this because I'm going to try not to get emotional about it. But lately, I've been getting a lot of clients. Um, who have experienced things that I couldn't imagine experiencing. I have a client whose husband and daughter were murdered um, and she's recovering from that. Um, Another client who um, was just diagnosed with cancer, you know, so my point is that I have these precious, beautiful souls who've been coming to me and they're asking me, um, did I manifest this? Oh, right. Because Um, oh, it's just going to make me cry. Another, another client, her, her husband of like 10 years uh, betrayed her. And she's a wonderful woman and I know a wonderful wife. And she says, what if I, I must have manifested this. Aww. And so unfortunately, in, because the new age movement is relatively new, um, and again, because of source amnesia, because we just believe things mm-hmm. and we don't actually seek out the, the, the depth of where they came from and whether they're comprehensive and whether they're healthy. Um, we, we create these spiritual principles that are very like shallow, yeah. you know, they work under certain circumstances, right? Um, but they're like whitewashed, you know, right. it's like yeah. there, there isn't the complexity in the gray area. And, um, and so to your point, I think um, what happens is in our, in our excitement over some of these spiritual principles, like the law of attraction or manifestation, we try to ignore the fact that we live within uh, a universe where there are certain things that exist. Death exists. Disease right. exists. Right. Um, darkness in humanity exists. Right. right. There are people that are born in Flint, Michigan that, you know, they don't attract that they have dirty water. Right. right. There are kids that are born in Africa and they, they starve to death. And so I know that you and I are the same. And I know that your listeners probably are the same in that we are spiritual people. Right. We believe in the magic of life. Right. And we try to reconcile that there's bad stuff that happens in the world. Right. You know, we're going to invariably run into things that aren't easy. You know, we're going to run into the darkness in other people. And so my whole point, my whole point of saying this is um, a form of spiritual bypassing that's going on big time right now is ignoring that there is, let me put it this way. Um, that you are the 100% creator of your reality. Right. No, you're not. Right. 
but the but I don't understand why why people don't want to admit this because they think that admitting that means that then then life isn't magical and you don't create um, you don't have influence over your reality you do mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and and you can create absolute miracles mm-hmm. if you acknowledge that you do have a say over yeah. the outcome. Right. But there's this equation. Um, Jack Canfield came up with it. I don't think he realized that it was a deep existential spiritual equation. I don't think he got it. Um, but it's E plus R equals O. Okay. Have you ever seen this? So no. E is it, the event mm-hmm. plus your response to the event equals Mm -hmm. the outcome. Mm -hmm. So what's happening right now in the new age movement is people are erasing the event. They're erasing Mm -hmm. the E of the equation and they're saying R equals O. So Mm -hmm. just me, I'm the one that creates the outcome. That's, it's just me. Does that make sense? So that's like that equation R equals O is where so many manifestation, spiritual law of attraction teachers are Mm -hmm. at. And it's understandable because the R is a big part of the equation. Right. In contrast, before this movement, really the thought was E equals O. The right. thought was that, that we are at the whim of external forces. We have no say over the outcome, right? Yep. So, so that's the other extreme. But I think that the balance and the place where the empowerment is is recognizing that E is there. You know, there is an external world, Mm -hmm. right, that we're grappling with. We might run into some bad apples. Mm -hmm. We might run into, um, we're going to lose our loved ones, Mm -hmm. right? We're going to be in a nation where there might be a war. We're going to be in a nation where there are are things that are just not going right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's the E, right? Mm -hmm. But the R is also there. And the R is what ultimately is the alchemy to the equation. Your response your response. And that's why we do what we do is because we want people to know that that R of the equation is there. You get to decide what you're going to, how you're going to respond to that challenge, to that turmoil, to that trauma, or even just to your day, you get to respond and that's what equals the outcome. Um, But I think it's really unfortunate that we have developed, we have a propensity now to just erase the real life things that are happening out there. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that's brilliant. That's a, a really amazing way also of looking at it. Like, and I think a lot of us are lost, honestly. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, we are so bad looking, so badly looking for answers in 2020. And, and, and we have been before, but I think this year has just like accelerated that. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I could see, and, and truly, I mean, I've, I've experienced it myself, people coming to meditate to, um, escape, you know, yeah. escape like what's happening in, in their lives. And, and yes, there is this a moment of relief, but to your point, like you have to have the experience, you know, like you, you are really truly here having this experience and then your response, your response is so important um, to how you have the outcome of it. So yeah, my heart goes out to people who feel like they've manifested something terrible in their life. Um, And I've seen this too in a lot of like diseases, you know, like you're manifesting this disease in your life and who knows, right? Like who knows if that is truly happening or it's not, or there is an aspect of a spiritual experience in in a disease. I don't know, you know, and I don't know if anybody really knows. I think it's a big mystery, but I think that that equation, um, it's the closest thing I've ever come to 
to having a, a something that's that's useful and sustainable because it's like let's say you're diagnosed with a disease the r in the equation your response mm-hmm. is paramount yeah. right you have incredible this is it's like the magic is still there you still attract by virtue of your thoughts i do believe that yeah you know you still you do but you know if you have cancer because the watershed in your community was poisoned by a corporation did everybody in that community attract it no i mean i don't know like so right. so it's like i louise hayes work is phenomenal right. because it energizes the r it says i am responsible for um for the 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 thoughts that i feed my body i am empowered i'm going to do everything within my power to to be a to love myself right her work is phenomenal um there's so much work out there in the new age movement that really energizes the r in that equation um i would just say don't let the r become the only thing yeah this is because a- yeah no, go ahead. Well, j- because, because actually what happens when you erase the E, when you erase the event, the outside world, the other factors, um, it actually disempowers you. It disempowers you. It's, it's, um, have you ever, I know my girlfriends and I talk about this a lot. Um, when you erase the E, and you're like, I'm a hundred percent responsible for everything that I run into. It's I'm attracting everything by virtue of my thoughts. Do you ever like run into somebody who's having a bad day or something like that, or you have a bad interaction with somebody and then you're like, what about me attracted this? Like, what about me did this? Mm-hmm. And my girlfriends and I will call each other and we'll laugh so hard <laughs> um, because here we are psychoanalyzing what in us needs to grow or develop when honestly all that happened was we ran into a person that had their own reality that they had created that was wonky. That's it. Yeah. Right. That's it. it. Right. It's like we start, it gets to the point where you get so disempowered Yeah. because you don't go, wait a minute. There are billions of other people out there who have their own weird holodecks of reality. You might run into them. Yeah. It's you totally know, true. yeah, I love that. So anyways, so that's, that equation is the closest thing that I've come to um, a framework for not spiritually bypassing, yeah, but also not giving up on like, giving up. Yeah. Yes. It's still, it's a magical equation because it means you have a say. Right. It means that you get to work with this really cool holodeck of reality. Yeah. But you don't have to be responsible. You're not a God who's responsible for everybody around you. <laughs> it's right. insanity. No, that makes perfect sense. And I think it's brilliant and easy to remember. Okay, so let's let's see if we can apply this to coronavirus. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so in let's just I I I wanted to just share this with you and, and get your opinion too. And in the spiritual world, it feels like <clears throat> coronavirus is like not a virus, right? It's like mm-hmm. this you know, it's taking, taking on something else. And that, um, I have watched and witnessed, 
uh, other spiritual teachers and, you know, you don't have to be a spiritual teacher. You could just be like a teacher of yoga or meditation Mm -hmm. or numerology or, you know, Mm -hmm. you, but you're in the realm of this spiritual world and, um, or new age, maybe that's a better way of saying it. And that there are messages going out to people suggesting that if you are at a higher vibrational frequency, um, that you are not susceptible to coronavirus um, and just completely bypassing, um, you know, science and uh, potential and pot- really the thing that I think is really um, harmful is that there are people who are not, you know, that, that are taking that to truth and maybe not mm-hmm. checking it themselves or going to the source of this information yeah yep. um, and, and are putting themselves at risk and putting other people at risk. Uh, so if we put that, well, let me take a moment and, and let you just share your thoughts. Oh on yeah. That. Well, like let's fit it into that equation. Right? Yeah. Okay. So let's that's, like, let's, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I do believe that the R in the equation, um, cause I used to be a nutritionist So I I do believe that the R in the equation, our response, our actions, what we decide to do with what is handed to us has a a big impact, right? And so let's just talk about that in terms of, um, you know, stress, like stress decreases your immune system. Like, so I get where people are coming from. I get it. Mm -hmm. I get it. Um, If we do our best to be calm and live a healthy lifestyle, um, the R in the equation is going to be healthy. It's going to be a strong part of the equation that will help create the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's the E in the mm-hmm. equation, right? Mm-hmm. So the E is like the, the legitimate things that are happening in the outside world, mm-hmm. the, um, the legitimate factors. And, you know, the E it, with coronavirus is that here's this, you know, pandemic that has a... Um, that, that attacks a particular subset of the population, let's say, mm-hmm. and you have to take those things into account. Mm-hmm. So what tends to happen in the new age spiritual community is you erase E, yeah. right? So it's like, if the truth is that I can influence my physiology, which studies show you can right. to a certain degree, right. Right. Well, then that, well, then that means that, that, that my thoughts and my actions are going to equal the outcome. Boom. Right. It's, it's, it's not, it's, it's, there's the E there, the E is there. So, you know, if you're somebody um, who is quote unquote at risk, if you're somebody who has my, my father is, is if he got COVID, I'm pretty scared for him. Yeah. Right. Right. So there's right. like legitimate, there's legitimate things to factor in. Right. Um, but then, and it doesn't mean that you're not as spiritual. It doesn't mean that you're not vibrating as high. It doesn't mean that you're not, you know, as positive or health conscious. It means that you're in your seventies and you are, you have um, asthma or you are, uh, you know, have immune deficiency, you know, some sort, some sort of issue where you can't help that this is the experience that you have and that we're in a pandemic and so you can still be vibrating super high and you can still be really health conscious, but like to your point, you can't erase <laughs> the, the, the facts, right? Yeah. The facts of what is going on, what's going right. on and who's at risk and, um, and the numbers that we're seeing and, and all of those things. So it's the balance. And I think, you know what, it's so, 
black and white thinking is so much easier, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's so much easier to, ju- it's just human nature. We see it everywhere. Right. Um, it's so much easier to say, I am the hundred percent creator of my reality and ev- that's it. End of sentence. Right. Or um, another, another, I know we're at time. <laughs> We could talk so much about this, but like another thing is um, the extreme Uh, E equals O the outside world is what produces the outcome. Another form of that is um, like giving your power away to external forces. Um, Mercury retrograde is an example, right? Mm -hmm. Or people, because I'm a numerologist, people think that numbers, um, produce your destiny and that's yeah. not at all what numerology teaches right numbers um but but the but the concept that people have is that there are external forces right that are enacting right. our fate right um and so that's this other you know element so so i think so i think that the black and white thinking shows up in those two ways total externalized, like I'm a victim to what's happening in the world or what's happening in the spiritual world. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Or the other extreme is I'm 100% responsible for anything and everything. Mm -hmm. And so the middle ground is the most uncomfortable ground. It's Jung called holding the tension of the opposites. Yeah. And that's spiritual maturity. That's like, that's wisdom, right? Is being able to say, we do, we are magical. We do to some degree create our reality. You and I both have experienced synchronicities. We've experienced unexplainable things where we thought something and it happened, right? Magic does exist. Um, But can we hold that with this other truth? Yeah. That there are um, things that are going on around us that, are happening independent of us. Right. You know? Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. I know you wanted to share one thing about QAnon. And if, if for anybody listening who is not familiar with QAnon, um, just Google search. <laughs> um, well, <laughs> yeah. And I don't know much about it, but I know, I'm, I know the basic uh, premise, but it was, it was just to kind of go back to, um, the thing that I shared with you earlier about source amnesia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. About, um, we, we will believe something without digging in and finding out where it came from, mm-hmm. um, what it's about all of that. And so I think that, um, that's a big theme of this episode is yeah. source. source, be willing to dig deep enough because this is your life, yeah. um, but dig deep enough to find the, the source. Yeah. It's yeah. really important. Um, I actually was digging in to, you know, QAnon and because unfortunately they are really, um, like playing to the spiritual community and, uh, like saying things that the spiritual community would say, you know, like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really talking about this, this child trafficking and sexual abuse and, um, you know, and so it's easy to get sucked in. It's easy to be able to want to know more, like, are mm-hmm. they really thinking about the, the best of the people and 
or do they have secrets to our point where they have this information where only they have, you know, that yeah. they're going to leak to you slowly and keep you engaged and keep you controlled. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All going back to everything. Literally we've been talking about this whole episode. So it's kind of cool to end on it. Um, but I encourage you, like as Nat said, to do your research, look at some, like look for the source of the information. Where is this information coming from? And from QAnon specifically, there's an amazing podcast called Conspirituality. I highly recommend it. Listen to them. Um, and they're talking about conspiracies that happen in the spiritual community. And QAnon is definitely top of mind because it's happening mm-hmm. to us right now. And there are people within the spiritual community, yoga teachers, meditation teachers, you name it kind of teacher that are um, promoting QAnon, that are promoting them and their ide- ideology and their information and, and to, as like a trusted source. Mm. So I went and looked, you know, who, who are the suspected people of QAnon? Because it's a group of people. And just one gentleman who is supposed to be, uh, you know, the group, uh, a part of it. If you look at his history, it is not good friends. He is exiled, basically. He's not officially mm-hmm. exiled, but he left the United States because he kept getting um, investigated because he had these like bikini bars and he had like, you know, massage parlors and he's definitely playing in this sexual uh, exploita- exploitation of women world. And mm-hmm. so he left, he went to the Philippines and he started uh, technology companies have you heard of 8chain or any of these companies? No. He started these companies where it re- originally started at Reddit and it's where it's anonymous posting. Okay. So it's like the darkest, mm-hmm. darkest of the world. Mm-hmm. Reddit shut it down. And so he left Reddit and went to start it himself. And so what it means is that it's like the black market exchange of the internet. You mm-hmm. are completely anonymous and you can post images of horrific things. You can post information mm-hmm. of horrific things. And so he founded this company. He founded it. It continued to get shut down in America. He left to go to the Philippines and now has it open out of there. Um, and, and the Philippines has investigated him as well. But this is this one guy of the group of people who are potentially running QAnon is not great. So if he is one of the sources of QAnon, that was enough for me to say something is majorly not right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I encourage people to your point at the beginning of this episode and to the end, look for the source of the information that you're learning. And if you're seeking out a teacher or seeking out a group of people who are teaching you information, look to the source of where they're getting that information. Look to that teacher's path and their information that will tell you exactly where you need to be or not be, I should say. Well said. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Anything else to add? You know, my daughter is, um, I have two daughters. I have a two-year-old and an 18-year-old. And um, my 18-year-old will be graduating next year from high school. And I want her to listen to this episode because one of the things that I most want for our youth is I want them to have a relationship to their spiritual life because it's, it's a game changer. So yeah. to have a cosmic best friend. It's a yeah. game changer mm-hmm. to feel that there's a bigger and greater energy that's supporting you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just have to know 
what to watch out for so that you actually develop a healthy relationship to your spiritual life versus get sidetracked by, like you said, by the guru mentality, by spiritual bypassing. Um, So I'm just really grateful that you're out there doing this work and speaking up about these things, Lauren, because um, I think that the potential is it can create a new movement of, of spiritual people who are also self-accountable, honorable, and responsible. That's the hope, right? That's the hope. Hope. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And I hold the same hope and intention. You know, I have a three and a half year old daughter and um, I have friends who have been abused in the yoga community, like, like, like physically and sexually abused, um, by the teachers and, 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 uh, but, um, so yeah, my hope is the same that, you know, we are that women, especially that you're thinking, right. And you're trusting yourself and you're not putting yourself in harm's way. And you are still having this spiritual experience and, in, in um, an honorable, you know, like respectable, uh, experience in the spiritual, in your spiritual journey. Like, cause I think it is such a big part and it's a missing part, you know, of a lot of people's lives of not being connected to anything. You're literally like sourceless. So everything you, 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 you see, you know, you take as truths, but I hold the same, I hold the same hope and intention that, you know, when my daughter is, you know, 18 and, and graduating and going out into the world. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> it's so traumatic. Yes. Yes. That there are <sighs> that there are enough. In fact, that's why I started this company. That's why I started being a meditation guide, mm-hmm. is because I, I just hope and and pray that there are enough honorable, respectable, trustworthy, honest people in the world that when I do set my child out into the world that when you set your child into the world, yeah. when anybody does, that, that there are enough good people to be like, oh, don't go over there. You know, mm-hmm. stay over here. Yes. <laughs> stay, yes. stay right here. I'll, I'll protect oh. you. <laughs> We're in that mission together, girl. We're in yes. the mission together. <laughs> yes. It, it has to, there have to be enough people to guide our children to live a good life. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining. Thank you for going down this path with me and 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 you know I just uh really appreciate your time and all your your wisdom and insight you're just you're brilliant you are too Lauren let's do it again okay yes we have to do this again Thank you so much for tuning into this episode and for subscribing to Inner Guidance Daily. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Do it. And if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes, I would love it if you could leave a review. It helps to reach more people and it helps to shape the podcast. I look at every single review and I listen to all the feedback. If you feel like this podcast is beneficial to you, I would love it if you would pass it along to anybody else that you think would benefit from this information. One last thing, if you're on Instagram, please let me know. Follow me at innerrebel.co. Tag me when you listen to this episode or to this podcast. Let me know what you think. I'm so grateful to know you. I'm so grateful to be serving this community. Thank you so much for tuning into Inner Guidance Daily, and I'll see you on the next episode.